real joy for us to be a part of Orchard the last year and a half, and that's a whole other story, how the, how the Lord worked in that way and how, how terrifically grateful we are. I believe that we forget sometimes that Christmas Scripture is not just found in the New Testament. It, some of the prophets that you might not be too familiar with and some of the things that are going on in the Old Testament speak volumes about who was coming, not exactly when, but who was coming and why they were coming. There's a beautiful piece of scripture in Zechariah that says, Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I come, and I will dwell in your midst, declares the Lord, and many nations shall join themselves to the Lord in that day, and they shall be my people. And here's the verse. And I will dwell in your midst, and you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. The angel said, For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Good news sent to you. The joyful good news, the the, the rejoicing that happened at those good news. But uh, however, as you know, Christmas, as wonderful as it should be, sometimes is more strenuous and stressful than it should be. And we lose our joy sometimes. A little girl was feeling the pressure of Christmas, and it was Christmas Eve, and her whole day her mother and father had been loaded down with, with who was going to do what that day and getting everything ready for the big Christmas meal and mom's anxiety was at a peak and nearly breaking down several times that did and no matter where the little girl went, no matter what she did, she was always in the way and pushed aside and finally as night came and she was pushed away to bed, all the feverish planning of Christmas had basically unnerved her too and she hardly knew what to think about Christmas. And she knelt to pray like they had taught her and one of her favorite prayers they had taught her as a little, this little girl, she prayed the Lord's Prayer when she went to bed. And she, she bowed her head and as she got into the, got into the prayer, she got all mixed up and she didn't, so, and she prayed, our Father which art in heaven. And then she said, and forgive us those Christmases as we forgive those who Christmas against us. <laughs> you ever felt that way? You know, a lot of times there's that disappointment and what did what, you get for Christmas? Oh, man, I tell you, that, that began to rub on me so, long, so much. And what did you get for Christmas? You know, what do you want for Christmas? What do you get for, for Christmas? You see, when wanting waylays the wonder and Santa supersedes the Savior and getting goes before the glory and receiving replaces the Savior, what is wrong when the joy is left out of Christmas. I didn't get what I asked for. Tough luck. (laughs) Suck it up, buttercup. We don't get what we ask for all the time. You're lucky you didn't get what you deserved. You're Right? What did you deserve? I know what I deserved. I deserved hell. That doesn't come in a pretty bowl tied package. That comes forever too, right? But I deserved hell. See, that's the glory of Christmas. I don't get what I deserve. That's grace. That's mercy. For me, I had, my needs were my my Christmas needs were met over two thousand years ago on that night in Bethlehem, whenever it was. 
And I'm not disappointed in, in what I get. I, I'm glad that I have received the greatest gift of all in Jesus Christ. Hearing the songs of Christmas and enjoying the songs of Christmas. And I know Christmas is a wonderful time and we say it's all about family, but it's not. My Christmas celebration is not all about family. It's all about my faith. My, my Christmas celebration isn't all about the presence. It's all about His presence. The music and the sounds, and, and no matter what the politically correct try to do to stop it, it's still Christmas. People just annoy me. <laughs> Happy holidays. <clears throat> oh, which one? There are numerous federal holidays that you're referring to, and I would like to know specifically which holiday you are wishing me happy. (laughs) Labor Day is a very nice day, and we enjoy it very much. Did you mean Labor Day Memorial Day? Easter, President's Day, that's a winner. Happy holidays. Okay. I believe on your calendar anywhere, Christmas is a national holiday, it still is. And it says Christmas right on, right on the post office who will not tell you Merry Christmas. will put on the calendar, no mail, federal holiday, Christmas. Good. Good job, guys. That's wonderful. You see, it doesn't matter what happens. The spirit of Christmas always has prevailed and always will. We sing great songs at Christmas. Joy to the world is, is, uh, is one that, that we've all sang so many, many, many times. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. It's also the easiest to play, by the way, on any instrument, known instrument to man. So uh, those of you who are musicians know how, how easy that is. Even I can play it on something. <clears throat> Verse 2 says, Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ while fields, floods, rocks, and hills and plains Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Joy to the world. Declaring that Jesus, the Savior, joy to the world, the Son of God, is come. Not will come or has come. It's interesting that in the songwriter's mind and heart, he wrote that song in the present tense, so it doesn't matter when wherever you sing it or whenever, you are always saying, joy to the world, the Lord is come. Is come. And I know that I've, I've sang that song many, many times, and I don't think that every time that I have enjoyed singing that song, I really was enjoying that song. Because did I really mean it? Did I really believe it? And did I really have that joy? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Joy is not happiness. You do know that, I hope. Happiness comes and goes. I found that out this week. Happiness isn't a daily occurrence. I can tell you specifically on Monday and Tuesday, I was not happy. That's the difference between joy and happiness. The world can take your happiness. The world cannot take your joy. Because joy, joy is a gift is a spiritual gift that is given in the presence and personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Joy to the world. 
We should sing that song because it's a reality in our hearts and because it's the fulfillment of God's redemptive plan that has been revealed. We don't understand how important that is sometimes, that God's redemptive plan for the world has been revealed, shown to us, revealed in a Savior that is Christ the Lord, the good news. The proclamation... For unto you is born this day in the city of David. And that was the greatest proclamation, announcement proclamation ever made to the world at any time in the point of history. In any point of history. For unto you is born this day in the city of David. But that's not all it was. The angels did not stop with a proclamation. They went on with the very next step. That's the most important. The most important part of that is not the proclamation. It's the identification. For unto you is born this day in the city of David. That's the proclamation. The identification is a Savior. A Savior. The Messiah. Christ. The Lord. And that good news should spark joy. Christmas lights are a wonderful thing. If you travel around Rochester and you could spend a couple of days going to see all the lights and all that. We spent last night a couple hours, grandsons were with us, and we we drove around looking at Christmas lights uh, around the area. And uh, where do people get the time? The time. Can you, I don't, the one place we were over on, have you been to Rawway down that? Have you been down there on Rawway? Have everybody, oh my goodness. You know, that's, Santa Claus is walking up and down the street handing out candy canes to the kids. They're, they're selling popcorn and hot chocolate in front of one of the houses. It's amazing. It must take forever to put those lights. It's just, wow, but why do we do that? Why, why, is, why is light so important for Christmas? Why do we put lights on everything? And I mean everything's got a light on it. Why? The Bible says that the joy of heaven was in full, in full array that night as the bright sky above Bethlehem. <clears throat> The night sky lit up with a glorious celebration in heaven. The literal glory of heaven spilled into all the earth. The shepherds were surrounded by the sights and sounds, and the glory and light of heaven was unleashed in the world. Poured out. Poured out. Light is a natural, normal thing to celebrate, the light of the world. On the other hand, we live in a culture and all we have has been more and more increasingly. The older I get, the more I, I realize things that Christmas's celebration is not the same in the 1960s as it is in 2018. It's just kind of crazy. We see our culture attempting to manufacture joy. Do you notice that? Advertisers spend gazillions of dollars on trying to make everybody think that their product will bring them joy this Christmas season. I really don't like the advertisements that think giving your wife a new car is a good idea. (laughs) I don't get it. Here, here's your new Lexus. 
I had to sell the house, but that's okay. (laughs) There's a tent in the back of the car for you, because that's where we're living. Or his and her Have you seen that? It's nuts. It's just nuts. Has nothing to do with anything except greed. And Christmas is the opposite of that. God gave his only son so that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Now that's a gift. That's a gift. You can't, you can't match that gift. You can't do anything to outgive God. Nothing. One perfect gift has been given. But the real joy, good news sparks joy, and it gives joy 365, 24-7. A joy that you can experience right now. A joy that will transform you by the very power of the good news. That impossible, that impossible grace that is Christmas. I still don't understand it. But I am so thankful for it. Authentic joy. Joy created by our need for grace. Joy fulfilled by receiving His grace and sustained by the grace of Jesus Christ. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Anywhere and everywhere, the darkest night, the highest mountain, the lowest valley, deep abiding joy. Good news sparks response when the angels left them and gone into heaven. The shepherds said, we need to go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. They had to respond. There was a response. How can you not respond to that news? And how do you respond? And they they went forth and they they went and they saw and they stood around and they were their lives were forever changed. Good news demands a response. And that's the challenge of Christmas. Because it's not just a message of one day a year, a season. Christmas isn't a season. It's a life-changing event that continues forever. And how does it bring joy? And to who does it bring joy? And it it brings joy to everyone. It's a life-changing. There was a Chicago newspaper reporter, his name was Lee, and he was... Christmas Eve, it was a slow news day, and he was reminiscing about uh, this family, the Delgado family that he had featured in a writing uh, in a series of articles during the Christmas season a few days before this. And they were, this family was a grandmother and her two uh, granddaughters, ages 13 and 11. He was remembering how unprepared he was to find where they lived and walked into their little two-room apartment on the west side of Chicago for the interview. Bare walls, bare, bare halls, no furniture, no rugs, nothing but a kitchen table and a handful of rice in the cupboard. He learned that Jenny and Lydia had one short-sleeved dress apiece plus a thin gray sweater that they shared. On cold days when the girls walked to school the half mile they had to walk, one of the girls would start with a sweater Halfway, she'd take it off and give it to her sister so she could wear it the other way, other half of the way. It was all they had. Perfecta wanted more for her granddaughters. Would gladly, would gladly have worked, but she had uh, debilitative arthritis and she couldn't, she couldn't work anymore. 
It was a slow news day, so he decided he'd go to the west side to check on them. And when they opened the door to him, he couldn't believe what he saw. The article on, Del- on the Delgados had touched the hearts of many subscribers who responded with furniture, appliances, rugs, dozens of coats, scarves, gloves. The girls wouldn't have to share a sweater any longer. There were cartons and bags and boxes of food everywhere. The cupboards were overflowing. Food stacked up on the kitchen floor. Someone had donated a Christmas tree on, under the tree. Mounds and mounds of, of presents and thousands of dollars in cash. And he was astonished. But what astonished him the most was what he found Perfect and her granddaughters were doing. They were preparing to give most of it away. Wait, he said, what are you doing? Why would you give this away? The grandmother looked at him and said, Mr. Lee, our neighbors are still in need. We cannot have plenty while they have nothing. This is what Jesus would want us to do. And he was dumbfounded. He, He couldn't believe it. He asked her again another question. He, he wanted to know what her and the girls thought about the generosity they were showing them. and He was not prepared for the answer. It's, it's wonderful. She said, it's, it's very, very good. We did nothing to deserve this. It's all a gift from God. But it's not the greatest gift, Lee. No, we celebrate that tomorrow. That's Jesus. He was speechless and drove back to his office. He had plenty to think about as he went by. Well, the Delgados, despite their poverty, had peace. Lee had everything, but he wanted but more. But the Delgados had something, had nothing, and yet they knew generosity. The Delgados, we had nothing, were filled with hope. Even though he had so much, he longed for what they had in their poverty. That sense of joy and peace has nothing to do with your physical or economical situation. Nothing. The good news by nature is supernatural and demands a response. A yes or a no. The good news, first to the shepherds, first to the shepherds, The very first ones to hear were the shepherds. And they responded. And how they responded, they took off. So, the shepherds were first responders of the best kind. They were the first responders to the gospel that is recorded for us in the gospel. The shepherds were the first of mankind to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ, the coming of the Savior. Wow. The very first presentation of the gospel was to certain poor shepherds. And their very first response was acceptance and belief, and we have to go see this. They embraced the truth, they experienced the joy, they were excited to share, and they found Jesus. That's the Christmas story. The good news demands response. The good news sparks joy. It sparks response. Calling for both belief and action. 
Not only did the shepherds respond, but they took action, reveling in the awe and the glory. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it. They were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So not only did they go to Bethlehem, when they came back from Bethlehem, we have got to tell everybody we know, every place we can, about what we have seen, about what we have experienced, what I know to be true. That's the best Gospel story to tell. Tell your story. They couldn't share John 3.16 with anybody or anything else. They didn't have anything. What did they have? They had their experience. This is what happened to me. Now I can argue about, I guess I could argue about something that someone had read. But I can't argue with someone. You can hard to argue with someone who said, this is what has happened to me. This is my story. That's what they did. Overflowing, spilling out the good news, the glory that they have seen and shared is now spilling out of their lives. Life back to usual for them, impossible. Impossible. The good news demanded action, reaction, spreading the story, the glory of the story. And that leads to others responding. Great to see a chain reaction of joy from one life to another life to another life to another life. To see what the gospel can do. For uh, 22 years, I served a rural congregation in, in Pennsylvania, Mount Pisgah Westland Church. I served the church. We started the church with a group of people and And through those 22 years, being a church plant, I had the opportunity, the awesome opportunity to be able to sit down with family after family and to be able to share the gospel with many, many people. And then over the 22 years, watch hearts and lives miraculously transformed by the power of the gospel. I saw firsthand that the good news sparks joy. And it sparks a response and it sparks action. And to see that ministry continue and to thrive today is, even when I'm not there, (laughs) I think that's probably the most rewarding part of it of all, is that it's thriving even now. The glory of the story. Joy sparks action. This Advent Sunday, the very same God who sent Jesus, the very same God who lit up that night sky, the very same God who said, let there be light and sent the light, the very same God who sent the good news is sending you His love, His grace, His joy, and Jesus, His salvation. The world needs to hear the good news. God chose to opened the heavens to a bunch of shepherds. That's how he chose to tell the story. The very first announcement came to shepherds. And it seems to me, in looking back from where you and I, where you and I sit, where we are right now together this morning, it seems to me those, those shepherds did okay. I think they did the right thing, don't you? I think they kind, they kind of got the right, they got it right. Their response. They didn't just say, wow, that was cool. What's for supper? The world needs to hear the good news. And really, what can you do about that? What can I do about that? 
The world needs to hear the good news. That's very simple. You have a voice. That's all you need. A heart transformed by the power of the living God and his, through his son, Jesus Christ, and a voice to tell the story and love to tell the story. And it starts with you. Be the voice of Christmas. Be the voice of the good news every day, all day, every day, all year long. For unto you is born this day in the city of David. That's the proclamation. But the identification. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we come before you with an overwhelming sense of the joy that only you can bring in Jesus. Thank you. Send us from this place. Open our hearts, our lives, but Father, open our mouths and our voices that we would share the story, tell the glory, that your good news would spark joy and response and action in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.